Hello, everyone. This is our Pod Abroad, your global politics podcast. We are your hosts, Alec and Tadashi. And today we're going to be talking about what should we do about Saudi Arabia.、Mm-hmm. Um, so, for for those who don't know,、um, the U.S. government、uh, released a statement the other day、uh, that said what, Tadashi? Uh, so the the Biden administration released this report、uh, from the director of national intelligence that concluded、uh, the MBS actively ordered、uh, the assassination of Jamal Khashoggi, who was a Saudi critic and U.S. permanent resident.、Uh, he was killed, tortured, and dismembered in Turkey、uh, when he was trying to get a marriage license to get married to his fiancee. And Khashoggi had been criticizing、um, the M- MBS,、uh, Mohammed bin Salman, Saudi's crown prince.、Uh, MBS sent a, sent a team of assassins to kill him at the consulate. Yeah, and and the world kind of suspected that it was MBS、uh, right from the beginning, back in two thousand eighteen, but. Nobody wanted to commit to that point, and and we're going to explain why there was some concern of directly accusing MBS of ordering this attack.、Um, but now the U.S. government has said, nope, all the evidence points to this, and so we're going to release a statement、uh, which says that he was directly involved in in ordering the attack.、Mm-hmm. And this has caused some issues, hasn't it, Tanashi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Saudi Arabia has pushed back on this.、Uh, Biden. Um, has hasn't yet talked to MBS. He actually has refused to talk to MBS, and he's instead talking to the king, who is very old.、Um, and Saudi is a strategic、um, ally to the US in the region, so it will play a key role coming forward、uh, with the Biden administration and decades to come. So this is a point of concern, not just to the US but to the rest of the world. Yeah, and, and and so our our main question today is like what to do about Saudi Arabia, and and we're talking about like over the next fifty years, right? Because as you、mm-hmm. said, the king is eighty five, and the next leader is proving to be somewhat difficult to to deal with, and we're not really sure where this is going to take us in the next fifty years. And this Khashoggi incident is just the first example of a new Saudi Arabia, yeah. And, How the U.S. and how the world really is going to deal with this new nation、um, under him is up for debate at this moment.、Mm-hmm. So, Alec, do you first want to talk about, like, provide the background of Saudi Arabia to our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. So, so what's important to know is that the dynamic in the Middle East has changed, right?、Mm-hmm. So, for years,、um, Saudi Arabia was really that keystone. Ally for the U.S. in the in the Gulf states,、mm-hmm. um, they were instrumental in the Desert Storm operations.、Um, they were a clear ally. We needed their oil,、um, and the cities under Saudi Arabia during that period really grew. It, it really became、uh, the center of the Islamic world. Of course, Mecca is there,、mm-hmm. um, and so for many years, especially post nine eleven. Uh, Saudi Arabia was very, very high on the priority list for for the U.S. Yeah,、um, but now things have changed, right?、Mm-hmm. So、um, 
America has become increasingly less dependent on for it's actually become it's actually in an exporter of oil, right? Yeah. Um, it's producing more energy than it is consuming in the domestic market. So it's becoming less reliant on oil. The world as a whole is shifting away from fossil fuels, especially um uh uh major countries are shifting away from fossil fuels. And uh, there has been an internal political shift in Saudi Arabia as well. So Saudi is a, has been a country that was built on this delicate balance between um, the Islamic religious scholars and the crown. Uh, but this young, uh, ambitious crown, the young, ambitious prince then, uh, Mohammed bin Salman, uh, who is the son, one of many sons, of the current king, um, uh, King Salman, um, he basically uh, jailed all of his cousins. Uh, he took away the title uh, crown prince from one of them. Uh, he became the crown prince and he suppressed the power of the religious scholars. So he consolidated um, all the power in the country uh, to him. And he's been trying to reform the country economically uh, to shift it away from um, oil to they he has proposed many ambitious plans to focus more on innovation technology and one of the good sides of of this is that women can't drive in Saudi Arabia uh, before before then it had been banned uh, but on the other side uh, because all the power has been consolidated to this one man he has been acting increasingly, um, let's just say, tyrannical. Yeah, I mean, that's the interesting thing about MBS is he really has two sides because, as you said, on the one hand, the, the world looks at things such as the Saudi Vision 2030, which is their strategic framework uh, for changing the whole economy of Saudi Arabia. It talks about diversifying its economy away from oil, developing public service sectors, health, education, infrastructure, recreation, tourism. And the Saudi Arabian population, a lot of it is under 30 years old. Yeah. And so they've grown up in this new era of, of growth and, and prosperity in the country. And they look at things such as the Saudi Vision 2030, and they look at progress happening mm. in the country. Uh, females being able to drive cars is, is one example. And, and so they are huge supporters of that. But on the other hand, uh, he, he has acted in a, in a political way that is not reminiscent of, of modern politics. It's, it's sort of medieval in the way that he has uh, concentrated power mm -hmm. by removing family members and, and taking more uh, control within internal politics. And so the world has to deal with this juxtaposition of, of which is the real Saudi Arabia? What's the Saudi Arabia that's going to emerge over the next 50 years? Is it going to be this progressive new Islamic world that, that we hope it is? Or is it going to um, center more around the crown and more around um, strong uh, religious values? That's yeah. the question. Yeah. So on that point, maybe we should uh, talk a bit about this whole Jamal Khashoggi assassination um, incident. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I think so, because it has revealed both sides of that argument. You know, mm -hmm. a 
on the one hand, you have uh, Saudi Arabia and they are protecting their interests by monitoring the media. And, and it was kind of a reminder that this is not a uh, free speech democratic society. Um, and he, but on, on the other hand, um, you know, he retained the support of the, the Muslim world. Or he was um, really brutally killed. You know, he was tortured. He was dismembered by um, uh, this uh, DNI report names um, MBS's uh, personal bodyguard team, right? And the way in which he was killed, um, I mean, there's no way to humanely kill a person but the way in which um this this whole dismembering and you know killing with a uh, bone saw and stuff um is more reminiscent of you know um medieval king you know crucifying or torturing um his his enemies right yeah it, it was really as if it was from another era yeah and the fact that it was able to take place in another country, not even within Saudi Arabia. He mm -hmm. was in Turkey, um, yeah. and yeah. that he still has the the support of the allies within the region is is really shocking, I would say. Mm -hmm. And you no, know, not that it it would be okay if it happened to just uh, an average citizen, but Jamal Khashoggi was a U.S. permanent resident. He was a columnist uh, who was working for the Washington Post. So he had his own stature, right? Like the Saudi yeah. must have known that like killing him would be a risky step, right? Because it would no doubt anger, um, you know, the United States. And it would like, um, it would have uh, like put unwanted attention to the country from the rest of the world. But nonetheless, like this brazen act of uh, assassination took place um, not in Saudi Arabia, but in Turkey, who has had like a weird relationship with the Saudis. Um, and it really points out more like bold, uh, brazen nature of this new um, country, right? Yeah, and, and certainly premeditated and, and probably premeditated based on the on the conclusion that the Saudi Arabia wouldn't suffer by a huge negative response from the US and, hmm. and the Western world. Um, yeah. And that's still to be seen, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the one thing uh, that's quite interesting about Saudi Arabia in the past, you know, several years is that uh, Saudi, the Saudis had unusual close ties with um, the Trump administration. Um, Jamal, uh, I mean, Kushner, Jared Kushner, Trump's son-in-law, and MBS um, were exchanging texts on WhatsApp. Um, and like there was this one scene where Trump and the king uh, put their hands on this glowing orb or something. Oh, yeah. Right? The prophecy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the relationship between the U.S., uh, is the, between the Saudis and the Trump administration was really close. Um, it was much closer than um, uh, the relationship we've seen during the Bush administration or the Obama administration. So like Saudi had 
has always been an important strategic partner to the U.S., but because you know the country was very fundamentally uh, Islamic conservative, um, they you know the previous administrations, Obamas and Bushes, they they've always had like um, this approach of like not being too cozy with them, you know not being too buddy-buddy with them. Like they've always like had their arm uh, length, you know, away from, from the Saudis. Yeah, kept at an arm's length distance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and the Trump administration like really embraced the Saudis and Biden is doing 180, right? Like he's trying to pull himself away from the Saudis. Yeah, and, and this is interesting for not just Saudi Arabia, but all foreign governments. As, as far as I can tell, we've never had such a 180 shift in policy change. You know, even yeah. uh, we were discussing the other day about uh, uh, border security along the, on the Mexican uh, and the U.S. Uh, border, not on mm -hmm. this podcast, but just mm. in, in general. And the change in dynamic from from the Trump administration to the Biden administration has been huge. And yeah. so from the perspective of the, the Saudis, they have to think about when they take actions under the Trump administration, perhaps it's permissible. Mm -hmm. But now that we have a Biden administration, they have to see what will be the consequences. And, and he's going to uh, release those on, on Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of countries are kind of like, assessing their approach to the US, right? Now that Trump has gone away, he had very, um, let's say like personal approach to engaging with foreign countries. Like he, he loved to invite them on a golf tour or, you know, like have them on his uh, hotel. Um, Biden is more traditional US approach to diplomacy. So one thing um, that has, like that has been pretty consistent um, throughout the US history is that diplomacy has always been like one of the key um, key areas of, of the policymaking where multiple administrators from different parties try to have some level of consistency to it. Like Obama and Bush had totally different approach to uh, politics and they, you know, differed a lot on like foreign policy areas, but like Obama didn't do 180 on Bush, right? He slowly wow. shifted away from uh, the focus from the Middle East to maybe other regions. Um, but Trump administration did this rapid shift away from the Obama administration's approach to foreign relations. And Biden is doing another radical shift away from the Trump administration um, to to Biden's way, or which is closer, but in important ways different from Obama's approach to diplomacy. Yeah, it is a bit different, but it, it is sort of like the whole his whole message is getting America back on track. You know, the other day, yeah. like America's back. Yeah, 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 yeah. With his sunglasses. Yeah. Um, so, and and yes, this all plays into the 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 future. Like, so if you were Uh, MBS, mm -hmm. looking at how the U.S. has changed mm -hmm. from one administration to the next administration, mm -hmm. how can you move forward? You know that 
um, they're that their interests are elsewhere. However, yeah. you want to keep their attention. They've been an yeah. important ally. They've been central. It's important in your uh, in your discussions with Iran to have the mm -hmm. U.S. as a backer. Yeah. If you are MBS, how can you retain U.S. interests uh, while still pursuing your own agenda? So, like, if I was MBS, I would. Um, stay away from taking radical measures right now that would pull attention to to me. But I would um, maybe slowly um, start talks on much lower levels, try to emphasize economic relationships, uh, try to become the hub of uh, growth in the Middle East so that yeah. the U.S. can't turn their back on Saudi Arabia. Um, and one thing that uh, the Saudis have is time, right? MBS isn't going to be challenged. So Biden will go away in four years or eight years, uh, but MBS will be there um, for 50, 60 years, maybe. Yeah, and, and the thing about MBS is he's a very young ruler. And, and right now his actions are sort of erratic yeah. and... and, and um, a little bit extreme and that might be the sign of a young ruler you know it's it's mm. it's evident that the biden administration trusts the king more because he's seen as this uh older wiser more stable uh thinker but still a power in in the saudi arabian world but mbs he's he's kind of like a, a teenager ruler he, well he's trying thing he's being a little bit crazy like I hope yeah. he learns that it might be better to uh, not, take a not more kill mediated yeah. repose. Yeah. Um, you can see um, maybe like he's trying to like prove himself, right? Like I remember when Kim Jong-un took power, there was a lot of like killings and, you know, um, uh, suppression of uh, concentration of power. So maybe like it was the first wave of, um, you know, like concentration to power and maybe, you know, like, he has enough, he, he, he might've been satisfied with it. Um, but like You're reading the same dictatorial, uh, dictatorial, uh, handbook. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and also like the thing about like the current King is so the, the former King, uh, King, um, Abdulaziz, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not pronouncing him name, his name correctly, but, um, he had been the ruler for a while but he was very old and he suddenly passed away. So the current king, uh, King Salman, um, I'm not sure like he expected to become king, the king of Saudi Arabia. Um, you know, in a way like he probably did because he was a brother uh, uh, to the previous king, but you know, there's like hundreds of brothers um, in Saudi Arabia. So like the, the king's approach to politics is like, he kind of dedicated everything to his son, MBS. Yeah, so, and, so, and yeah we can, can say that MBS is running the country for, yeah. the, for the most part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aside from this outreach by the Biden administration to mm -hmm. the old king, basically, even though he's the crown prince, MBS is, is running the country. Yeah. Yeah, basically, like, he's, he's pulling all the strings. Um uh, I'm not sure like the how much the king is involved in you know like the daily government governance and like politics of Saudi Arabia.
Yeah. Okay. So we discussed how you would approach it if you're MBS and mm-hmm. I, I agree with you, you know, try not to kill people, uh, take a <laughs> moderated approach. Um, you know, obviously if you want to work with the West and China, they, they see that the growth of the country is a positive. Um, now you are Biden mm-hmm. and you're preparing your statements for Monday. Mm-hmm. What approach, what are you going to say, given the fact that you know that this ruler is going to outlive you mm-hmm. uh, politically mm-hmm. and, and also biologically to, and biologically <laughs> <laughs> and, and you want to, you want to keep them. Uh, you want to assure them that the middle East is still a, uh, uh, an area of interest for us politics. However, mm-hmm. you want to give the approach that this killing of Khashoggi of, uh, was against American values, mm-hmm. and you need to deliver some sort of uh, strong response. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you you the American people have lost appetite for the Middle East. Really, they're really yeah. exasperated by all the politics and the wars in that region, and and they're looking to look elsewhere. They're looking at China, Russia. They're looking at Europe, yeah. maintaining the European Union. If you're Biden, what do you say on Monday? Um, so, yeah, like I've been thinking about it. It's very difficult. I think in a way, like it's one of the biggest challenges that Biden has faced so far other than the pandemic. And um, it's the first key diplomatic cha- challenge, right? Uh, one thing that I'll be looking at is like if Biden will utter the word MBS um, in, in, you know, uh, release a statement uh, like and include the word MBS in the statement. Um, because like, if you like say that MBS, um, like you can't sanction MBS, right? You can't like prohibit him from entering the US because then that would like completely destroy the relationship, uh, the US-Saudi relationship. Uh, but Biden also as, as, a, as a leader of the world, as a leader of the free world, you know, um, he has to take a stand that this killing, um, torturing, it's not okay. Like it's not permissible um, um, while he, like in, in this world. Um, so I'll be looking into like if Biden will maybe more indirect way uh, address um, um, the, the killing um, that, that like the MBS that took part in the killing. And I think the government, uh, the treasury uh, department and um, the, the, the state department have already sanctioned key members of the, of the Saudi um, uh, Royal Guard um, and MBS's close allies. So I'll be looking into how uh, consistently Biden will stick to it. And, and does it concern you or, or what do you think about the uh, sort of unanimous response from the Islamic countries of the world. Um, for example, the Muslim World League uh, affirmed its full support for Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Um, you had Bahrain. You had basically every country in that in that area besides, mm-hmm. of course, in, uh, Israel and and Iran, mm-hmm. Kuwait, all of mm-hmm. them. Even even the organizations, the Organization of Islamic Cooperation, mm-hmm. all rejected. Um, the U.S. finding and, and pledge their support for for Saudi Arabia. 
Yeah. Are they doing this because they want to cover their own tracks or, or because they realize that Saudi Arabia is the most sort of powerful nation in that area? Or mm-hmm. they think that, well, the U.S. is just going to pass this over and it won't be. Uh, it, basically, what they've said is that we are more concerned about how uh, Saudi Arabia views us than mm-hmm. we are about how the U.S. views us. Mm. Yeah, so like one thing that's I think very difficult for like us uh, non-Muslims to understand is how important um, Mecca is to uh, Muslims. And, you know, it's located in Saudi Arabia and if you are a Muslim, you, I guess, like would want to visit it once at least in your life. And like Saudi Arabia is um, clearly the leader of the Islamic, well, at least the Sunni world, um, one of the major leaders, um, if not the, the the biggest leader. And yeah, like I'd, I'd view it, I'm a bit surprised that this this um, unanimous uh, support um, for, for this one person, um, but like you, if you were a smaller uh, Middle Eastern kingdom, like you, like you would like have to, you know, like express your support to the Saudis, right? Right, right, of course. Um, I'd be looking into how other countries, other major powers would react, like notably like the UK and France, perhaps. Yeah, well, well, we'll see what they say after Monday. But um, very good, good of you to bring up the uh, the fact that Mecca is in Saudi Arabia. It is truly the center of the Islamic world, not just politically but also religiously, and that's yeah. very important. And we can't forget that. Yep. So on this note, I think it's a uh, it's a good time to sum- summarize. And maybe uh, what, what do you want? You want to say the last word? No, not too much. We'll, we'll know more on Monday, but uh, basically we would tell uh, MBS to stop killing people and, and try to progress uh, slowly and, and age into his position as the new ruler of Saudi Arabia. Yep. And yep. It's going to so, be a, a difficult country to deal with for Biden, for sure. So MBS, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, stop killing <laughs> people, please. <laughs>